0: Welcome to Let's Undress the podcast with Millie Mae. Let's Undress is a podcast that covers all taboo topics. It's also a platform and place for women to come of all ages and feel confident, vulnerable, and empowered. So get ready to raise your vibration and join us on this fucking amazing journey. Hey guys, and welcome back to Let's Undress. Welcome to Monday's episode. I have an amazing guest on today. She's one of my best friends in the whole world. And I asked her to come on this podcast for many reasons, but mainly because I really feel like she has so much to give to the world. And I've had to force her to come on this little episode. Um, It can be quite nerve wracking coming on and talking, I think. And I think because I'm so used to it now that you forget what it's like when someone new is coming on. So I was like, please come on. So she said that she'd come on. So Beck is one of my best friends. We met through work and we just vibed straight away and her energy was infectious and I kind of felt instant comfortability when I was around her. She's someone who's really guided me also on a journey of sexual empowerment and women embodiment and feminine embodiment and kind of connecting to my divine. So for me, when I was trying to choose someone to talk about this topic with, because I really wanted polarity in the topic and polarity in the conversation. And we both have had such different experiences when it came to sexual experiences and empowerment. And I just knew immediately, energetically, we were so aligned. And I was like, this bitch is the person that I want to do this podcast with. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce her. I'm going to um, let you guys meet this amazing woman and get to know her. So here she is. Thanks for coming to Let's Undress, babe. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and raw and comfortable and... Putting yourself out there, I'm so appreciative. So let's just start by letting everyone know a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, kind of what your passions are,
1: and let everyone into a little bit of Beck Brown. Mm-hmm. Well, as you said before, we've met in, in emergency and we're both nurses. Um, we vibe straight away um, because of our interests. So I'm really interested in, I'm one half of Sacred Lunar Souls, uh, which I have with my best friend one of my other best friends <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're all about feminine empowerment sacred sexuality holding space for women and just really empowering women to be who we're meant to be also I'm really interested in the environment sustainability gut health is also a really big passion mm. of mine as well And, yeah, also about men embracing their feminine as well. So it's not just about women, it's about holding space for our men and letting them embrace femininity as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're kind of like a mixed bag. You're over everything, really, aren't you? Mm. And I feel like you've had such a colourful, not lifespan, but the last, like, five or six years, I feel like you've experienced so much and done so much and you've changed so much. So I feel like you have so much to educate on and just guide, really. I mean, we guide from our experiences, right? So you have so many experiences. So about a week and a half ago, I did a few posts on Instagram. I had this really intuitive download to speak about um, sexual experiences as a whole or sex as a whole, however we want to speak about it. I did loads of polls all about um, loads of things from feeling comfortable and confident in sex, from orgasms, who's having an orgasm, who's faking it, people using toys, people Um, women doing so many different things and I got such a polar response I was shocked and I think a lot of them I was like I totally was like I knew the response you were going to get but some of them I was really shocked at and I think for a lot of years sex was something that was such a messy thing in my life and I had no idea over it that when I met you you were so sexually empowered in a way that you just knew yourself and you were just very much like you knew yourself and you knew what you liked and you were very much just like I I just know whereas for me it was so foreign
1: yeah i've always been really open about talking about sex as well i mm-hmm. think that's a big thing it's It's kind of in my stars. It's in my astrology. I'm a very open person when it comes to that no shame kind Mm. of thing. So I've always been really open and willing to talk to other women about my own experiences and empower them as well. 100%. And
0: I think even the way you speak and you hold space, it's super interesting how it's very much just like never. you never push your experiences on anyone else. You wait for them to open with a conversation and then you guide. So I remember, guys, when I, just for a little bit of context, when I first met Beck, I was super sexually unempowered. I I was out of a long-term relationship. I hadn't really experienced sex. I kind of had really no idea. And I used to always ask Beck questions about, like, you know, feeling empowered and how you not feel nervous when you have sex for the first time again. And so many different things that used to come to you for so much. Mm. And in the last probably six months, I've really stepped into this sexual empowerment like kind of area of my life and this really following my divine feminine and i feel like now even doing this podcast i'm like oh my god i just want every single woman to be in that space that you have been in your whole life and i think it's just that polarity isn't it how mm. so many of us grow up and we have such polar opposite experiences
1: yeah definitely and every woman deserves to feel sexy and empowered and sexual as well like there's no shame at all in talking about sex or liking sex Or being sexual. Mm. It's just known.
0: So when you, so we're just going to jump right into it. So when you grew up, was that a conversation in your household? Was it a very open conversation or was sex kind of a thing that you had never even really thought much of? It just kind of fell into place the way it was supposed to.
1: I guess it just fell into place as it was supposed to. You know, there's certain experiences that happened in my life that I guess made me who I am now mm. and my family was never really open about talking about sex but yeah. they never shamed yeah, either. Same. So that was a, probably a really big thing. Uh, I had some friends that were very open and I guess curious as well. Yeah. yeah and yeah I just have always felt it within sight like within myself to like help and empower other women and just share my own Share my own experiences and my own stories to help other women.
0: Yeah, fuck it's power, hey. Because I think mm. um, my family were the exact same. Like, weren't I get like they w- would talk about it if we if I wanted to speak about it, but it wasn't an open conversation. And I think it's interesting now as we get older, because I always think now I wonder how I'll approach sex with my kids. It'll be a very open mm. discussion, but it's easy to say that, isn't it? When we haven't h- got had kids yet. I was mm. saying to my mum the other day, I was like, you know, we never really spoke about it. And she was like, yeah, but you never asked. And I was like, true. So it's like very much like mm. opening that conversation. I think um, when it comes to experiences, because um, you're a bit older than me. So Beck's a little bit older than me, not by March, um, by year year or two.
1: I'm 30s next oh, week. Oh,
0: no, by six years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, age is just a number, baby. Age is
0: just a number. No, 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 no judgment. <laughs> I feel like I'm 50 really on the inside. Um, so I feel like with a decent amount of school time between us as well, you know, like when I grew up at school, like, I don't know what it was like for you, but sex was just like something the cool kids did. And if you weren't really cool or you didn't really do it, you didn't speak about it. It wasn't really like an open, explorative thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I lost my virginity at, I won't say what age, but it wasn't super young, but I wasn't, I was probably not the first, but in the first kind of group of my friends Mm. that did, and it wasn't a great experience, it was consensual and everything like that, but... I wasn't sexually empowered then yeah and when I had like maybe a couple of years later I had a relationship with someone and I was having sex so I opened up to my mum and I like let her know she was completely open and okay she went and was like okay let's get you on the pill <laughs> so she was very accepting there was no judgment no judgment there at all
0: that's really good and I remember. Um... So I I reckon that's a good place to start actually diving into our own sexual experiences. So for me, I lost my virginity. I was actually really quite, well, I wasn't actually, there's no old or young, is there? It's your own divine timing. Mm -hmm. But for me, I remember I was the last person in my group. So I was 17 when I lost my virginity. And I hadn't lost my virginity for for many reasons, mainly because I was just a super insecure young woman and I never, ever felt comfortable Um, Secondly, I think because I had this idea in my head of this conditioning of Disney movies about how it should be and I would fall in love and it would be great. And when, sadly, as you get older, that idea doesn't come to fruition because that sometimes just isn't your reality and people don't tell you that when you're little. Mm. I got to the age of, I think, I was 17 and I went through a stage where all my friends were having sex and they were all going to parties and I hadn't had sex and I was the only person that didn't relate. And I remember really clearly, and I had a fight with my mom, and I've actually put this in the podcast before. <laughs> and I had a fight with my mom, and there was this boy, and I was like, I'm going to go and have sex with this boy. And I just went to his house in the middle of the night, and I had, it was, and I wouldn't say, it's, like, I can look back at it now, I have no emotional attachment to it. Yes, do I wish that I would have just waited? 100%. But it is what it is. And I remember really clearly going to his house, having, like, laying like a starfish, having <laughs> sex, and then being an immense amount of pain bleeding all through his bed sheets, oh. and going home yeah and i remember i got home and i was like done tick and i remember just being like that was it was just what it just was what it was and i remember mm. being like that was nothing like i thought it was gonna be mm. like at all and i remember telling my mom and she was just like oh like i wish you would have waited but like whatever and i just never really like I never really went on the peel I never really did anything like obviously she was my mum was very like you know we had a very open relationship when we were younger if I wanted to speak about something we'd speak about it but it's just it was just a different time I think you know and I have we had different beliefs and stuff and then I got into a long term relationship where that's where I, my, I kind of think of my real sexual experience starting because I feel like you don't really have a sexual experience until you have a relationship do you really mm. so I was with someone for a few years but that's when my real sexual experience started and That's when I learned what I liked and I didn't like and it was years of the same person. Mm. And then I felt like I came out of that long-term relationship and I went back to being 17 again.
1: Mm. That's how I felt. Mm. And I think your sexuality develops as you get older as well because you're exposed to so many different experiences. You have, you know, a boyfriend that's into you know, certain things like you both explore certain pathways of sex Mm -hmm. and what feels good and what doesn't. So you you kind of discover and you keep rediscovering yourself. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. And people get scared of that, don't Mm. they? Like there is this – and there is a fear. Like I had this fear. I had such an immense fear when I came out of a relationship having sex because it is the unknown. Like Mm. you know someone for so – like you know that body for so long, what they like mentally – you know everything and then you come out and you're like, oh my God, I've got to I've got to relearn this and like mm. figure out what you like. Mm. Like, fuck.
1: Well, when I had a boyfriend, I think we broke up when I was maybe 17, nearly 18. I might have actually been 18 already and I, we'd been together for a couple of years and I remember I, did, I had a one-night stand. That was my first sexual experience after that and I cried afterwards, not because I didn't oh. like it, <laughs> but because it was just so different. I was like, wow, like this is... It's so, so different. Like, different. people are so different. Like, when you have sex with the same person for so long and then someone else, it's just like kissing as well. Like, yeah. people kiss so differently. And I ended up, you know, hooking up with that person again, like, a couple of years later. And, we, well, we just passed. And it was just not on anymore. Yeah. Like, we just kissed differently. It's just... And, and I was different. like, oh, lesson learned. Like, that's... That, he was meant to be in my life for that period of yeah, time. Divine. Taught me a lot of amazing things. Mm-hmm. Not just about sex, but just about myself and who yeah. I am and... What I want to be. And, yeah, yeah, that's just developed.
0: And it's, like, one of those things I think, you know, sex is the most... I wouldn't say it's the most taboo thing anymore. I really don't think it's taboo as in, like, quotation marks. Mm. But sex on a whole, the conversation around sex is just not there enough. Like, it really isn't there enough. Like, I... When I came out of a long-term relationship, I had no idea I was... I, I remember saying to you, I was so scared of having sex. I had... Didn't know what I was doing. I think you
1: said terrified.
0: Terrified was the word. Mm. And like you honestly feel – and like I think this is my personal experience. Not everyone's going to have this after – and this is the reason why we're doing this podcast because somebody will relate to Beck. Somebody will relate to someone else. Somebody will relate to me. I had this immense feeling of just like, whoa, like I can't do this again. Mm. Like this is fucked. I'm so scared. I'm – you know – And I remember getting myself so worked up about having sex for the first time after my relationship. I thought I was going to fucking combust. (laughs) I honestly thought I was going to combust. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to combust. I'm going to (laughs) die. I can't do it. Yeah. And I was just so overwhelmed. And I think now, obviously, the last six months, I'm a whole different person. Completely.
1: You, from the person I met, a year, over a year ago, mm -hmm. to who you are now, you're a sexually empowered goddess. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, sexually it's, it's empowered. It's insane, goddess. and it's from you too. Like you're my main <laughs> thing. So when we spoke, when I spoke about this topic on my Instagram, guys, I was messaging back the whole night, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this about women. I can't believe this, and oh my god, this." And I was like, "We need to talk about this, and we need to talk about this." And I was just like, "Yeah, this is on." Like it was just like fire conversation. So what we thought we'd do is we kind of go through. I got inundated with like a billion and one questions. So I thought we'd just drive to dive straight into the questions because I think they're the most important thing to cover. Amazing. Um, so I thought let's just dive straight into them. So we'll get them up. I have got them on my phone. So I just thought we would dive straight into So obviously we've given you a little bit of background about our sexual experiences. Um, I think for me I was someone who is only very recently at 24 sexually kind of had an awakening of some kind and that's been through a lot of work would you, like, you, you kind of say what you, because you've always been quite sexually, like, comfortable yeah. and, like, empowered. And I think that's an important thing to touch on. Like, whether you're Beck and you've always had a comfortable sex life or whether you're me, both normal. Both so normal. And I remember used to think in my friendship group, why do I always feel so weird about it? But that was just me. And I think for anyone who's young and listening, either ballpark that you're at, it's totally fine and you're totally normal and before we jump into the um, questions I just wanted to say obviously neither me or Beck are licensed sex therapists or anything like that and if any mental health issues arise around this podcast like please reach out and chat to whoever you need we're just here to guide and you know share our experience yeah and share our experience and just intuitively help where we can and that's what we feel guided to do so that's what we're going to do so I just thought we'd jump straight into the questions so first one um can they, the question was Can you talk about being able to have a one night stand without getting attached? Mm. So
1: okay. you start, girl. Okay. So the first thing that comes to my mind, which is from my own experience, is why? Why do you want to have a one night stand and not get attached? Mm. Um, I've spent a lot of time over the years, you, you know, you have, I haven't had too many one night stands, but there's, I guess, situations where you, dating or you you know there's friends of friends and things like that and for me I didn't want the connection and Mm -hmm. it was because I was afraid of getting hurt myself Mm -hmm. because you put yourself out there you be vulnerable emotionally with someone and then you there's always the risk that they're going to turn around and say no I'm not interested and for me that was a big thing self-worth as well I feel like I haven't I didn't respect myself a lot yeah Um, due to, you know, whatever has gone on in my life or experiences and things like that. And for me, that was an easy way to connect without getting too connected. Yes. Yeah, And but now I wouldn't... It's an energy exchange. So sex is very different for a man and for a woman. So, like, penetrative sex is penis... Like, they're entering you. They're going inside you. And it is very... There's a lot of emotion involved with that. And I think if you do it unconsciously, you can end up loving yourself less Mm -hmm. and respecting yourself a little bit less. But on the other hand, if you're a woman that's empowered and you just like having sex, then that's amazing. But it's more think of the reason why, like why do you want to have one night stands and not get attached? Like there's obviously the risk of STIs, pregnancy. You've got all those other things you have to think about as well and i think respect for yourself is the biggest thing and you don't need to have lots of sex no
0: and i think a big thing that comes to mind when i read this question is what is what are you wanting from the one night stand is it mm. a because let's not let's like get straight to it sex is great yeah but it's only great when it's with the right person
1: mm-hmm. do you yeah. know what i mean it like, needs to vibe it
0: needs to vibe if you're having a one night stand for the sake of having a one night stand you have to really assess, this can't, this is where it comes down to, you know, being unconscious and doing things just out of doing them, mm. you know, assessing why, like, are you, are you having that um, one night stand because you're really craving that human interaction and you aren't getting it through like friendships or family, like, because at the end of the day, it's still a connection. You can get that anywhere else. I mean, the best sex you'll ever have is with yourself. 100%. So if you're needing it because you are missing that connection or you're feeling like you're missing out, then diving into that why. And I feel like one-night stands, you know, I don't know if you feel like this, back though. I feel like after a relationship, every, all your friends are like, go have a one-night stand, like what's that saying
1: it's best way to get over someone's to get under someone I have said that so many times and I would never say that again until this podcast but I don't (laughs) don't condone that at all
0: (laughs) I know and I remember so much after my long-term relationship being like relationship being like I'm just gonna go and have a one-night stand like I'm just gonna do it Mm. I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna go do it and then I never did it for like for a while Mm. and then when I finally had sex I was like thank you Fuck! I never did that because I was like yeah. the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, and I can imagine so many younger women, younger than us, but like baby Millie doing mm. that. Mm-hmm. Baby Millie would not have recovered.
1: Mm. She
0: would never have had sex again. She would have sh- sewn up that badge and she would have hiked <laughs> her way to fucking Nepal and probably lived in a hut. Yeah, like I would not have recovered. So I think like, thank God, intuition, divine timing steered me away. But figuring out your why, like if you really want to, because you want to have sex or is it physical connection? And, like, I don't know about you, but I can think of times where I had sex for the sake of sex.
1: Yeah, and, like, I've had friends that have never had an orgasm. So they're quite, like, they're not very in yeah. touch with their body, but then they go and have one-night stands. And I think, like, how are you, how is that serving you? Mm. Because at the end of the day, we want to get off. Like, Literally. that's that's it. Like, you, that's why you have sex. When well, they- Well, not all the time, but... No. If you're doing a a one night stand type scenario, like for me, it used to be like, yeah, like I want to come. Like, it's great. I can do it by myself, but I also enjoy the connection with another human. Fuck yes. Yeah. And there's some amazing people out there, like men, women, like there's just, it's a really amazing connection when the vibe is right, but you need to make sure that you're entered with love.
0: 100%. And I feel like a really interesting thing that just came into my mind is where do you think ego stands on this?
1: It's a big, it's a big ego thing because it's like, oh Um, yeah, I had sex with him. I did it. And it's almost like a societal norm.
0: Yeah. You know? I feel like it's like a societal ego,
1: mm, isn't it? mm, Like mm.
0: you having that one night stand and people thinking more of you, thinking you're more... Um, what word am I looking sexual. for? Sexual. Yeah, and more desirable because yeah. you had that one night stand. Mm-hmm. So compared to the woman who maybe isn't having one night stands, it doesn't make her any less desirable, mm. but to society, to life, to social media, it makes you seem, and makes you feel like you're more desirable.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I've had sexual experiences where, you know, you're like chatting with someone for a while and they're like a friend of a friend or whatever and then you, you end up having sex and then you end up just feeling really, Disempowered afterwards mm-hmm. because it wasn't. It wasn't about the love. I'm not. I'm not talking about being in love and no. being with someone that you no. love. It's about being entered with love. So someone yeah. having reverence and respect for you. I feel like that's a big thing.
0: And I think a massive thing that um, we forget is. A lot of women and and a lot of men, like when we say the word women, we're just because it's a lot of the podcast listeners Mm. are women.
1: People who identify with feminine energy, I guess we could say.
0: I think so many of us don't listen to our intuition around this topic. Like if you, if it isn't a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Mm. And that relates to sexual experiences also. If you meet someone and it is not a fuck yes, I vibe with you. I want this. I feel this. No matter what the outcome, disentangling yourself from an outcome in that moment you feel empowered, then it should be a fuck no, because mm. it is not going to serve you mm. eventually.
1: 100%.
0: So I think it's like comes down, so the question that kind of comes out, I know it's been a long long winded reply, but I think the question really comes down to why you're having, having this one night stands, and how you're feeling after them. Mm. And really self-regulation, like regulating how you feel, checking in with yourself after these experiences and seeing how you're feeling,
1: mm. 100%. And learning from that. Even just journaling about it. Like, I kept a journal. I Actually, I've kept a journal for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And I would just journal about my experiences. It's so...
0: And Mm. I think, you know what? I think...
1: I don't know where those journals are now. (laughs) They'll
0: be somewhere, like, Mum's basement. (laughs) Um, And I think another thing, guys, like, not to forget, I'm actually looking out the mirror um, window right now, and the giant pre-full moon is. Mm, she's she's watching over us. um, The sensual Leo full moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But I think another thing is really, you know, when you come out of a relationship and you're having a one-night stand, like, it's already uncomfortable enough. The last thing you need is to not feel any connection. Mm. That's just going to fucking, that is just not going to help you in further Mm. situations. So, a really fun one. We had, like, so many fun ones and some serious ones, but we'll jump into a fun one. Mm. So, a young, beautiful queen said, how do I introduce toys? I want to mix things up. Hmm? so you start
1: yes queen well hands obviously always best um but I also think that you need to go with what you're curious about like if you're Mm. curious about something then go for it like some people are into BDSM they want some clamps on their nipples and then some people want a butt plug and some you know there's so many different things that you like and every single person is completely different. different so if you are like oh I'd like to try that or you're looking at a website and you're like yeah I, I like the look of that try, buy it and yeah. try it like you'll be by yourself when you use it so exactly. it doesn't matter at all so
0: do you think if someone so maybe someone's in a um a relationship of like three or four years right mm-hmm. and they want to start introducing something maybe they're feeling that the relationship's getting a little bit vanilla and they're wanting to um introduce something or they've had a sexual awakening mm-hmm. what would your advice be for that woman
1: I don't know any man that would get a message or a picture from a woman saying, I'd like to try this insects." that would say, hmm, no, I'm not keen on that. Yeah. Like every man, they'd be like, fuck yes, I've been waiting for you yeah. to do this for, for, since we got together, yeah. but I haven't wanted to push you.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think it comes down to like, if it's the right person, there will never be a bad response. No.
1: Like no I've never had
0: a bad response. Like mm. I, um being totally transparent from being quite young I always had older friends like I've always had friends in their 30s and one of my really good friends is like you have to get a vibrator and I would have been like probably 17 18 so I bought a vibrator so for years I used a vibrator on my clit because like that was how I or that's how my body learned to mm. orgasm then right mm-hmm. so I found it really hard to go the opposite way but I never found it hard in the moment I think the only thing to be wary about is how you introduce it to your if it's a man or a masculine energy it's the how of the introducing i think some obviously every man is different a masculine man in his power and confident will be like fuck yes let's do it no problems
1: little boys get insecure about things like that
0: yeah and you know what if you're dating someone who's a bit softer and isn't fully there but they're still like you know your soulmate whatever there are ways that you can introduce it mm. to make them feel like it's like a fuck yes for them.
1: Yeah. You it's about I mean? holding space for them as well. So even saying like for in the past, like with partners, I've, you know, there's some amazing people on Instagram and things like that. Um, Chantel, I can't remember her last name, oh, but she's, she's a sexologist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dating so, yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Um. Yeah. So it's just about being like, Oh, I saw this forward it to them be like babe what do you yes. think and then he might and then be like what well, what would you like because I would love to do whatever you want to do there's no judgment
0: yeah, yeah. Like, whatever
1: you're into we are all completely different
0: and I think open conversation one thing I'll always take into a new relationship now is open conversation at the start mm-hmm. like what the fuck do you like yeah like what do you like I think from um being young I didn't I never even asked that question you know what
1: I mean? It Never was, it's asked. quite, I think in society as well, it's quite patriarchal. And as women, like, I I, th- I feel like every woman has been through this, where you feel like you're having sex for the man.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah. And so the judgment from them is a really big thing because you just, you want to be loved and accepted. And it's that feeling vulnerable enough to express your darkest, deepest desires yeah. without that judgment. And I, I feel like if you have been in a situation where you have expressed that to a partner and they haven't been accepting of that, then that actually doesn't say anything about you. It says a lot about them and their insecurities as a man.
0: Yes. And I think it's... Oh, She's dreaming. a little dream. Um, 100%. And I think, you know, I was speaking to one of my girlfriends the other week and she was saying, you know, how um, she doesn't really know how to introduce her and it's kind of awkward. And I think, like, sometimes starting with things like lingerie
1: Mm. feminine
0: things and starting with things that isn't I know it's not a toy or anything like that but it's opening that kind of chest isn't it like it's opening that chest and being like okay I'm going to put myself out there uncomfortably and I'm going to wear this lingerie and I'm going to really step into your divine feminine and allow that masculine
1: to grow throw in a massage you know and because everyone's into handcuffs like every guy would at least like to try them Try 100%. handcuffs. So you yeah, could e- you like PG could even rated. yeah PG. So you get some fluffy handcuffs that yeah. aren't completely locked, and they can get out of if yeah. they want, and you make that known. Yeah. Um. But even just putting on some, some sexy lingerie, handcuffing, giving a nice mass like sensual massage, put yes. on the music, put the candles on. Like I don't know any guy that wouldn't like that, or woman if you're in a like female to female relationship yeah. too.
0: and I think it's like this I just wonder like and it's something that baffles me why we are so terrified to be seen Mm. in what we like like we're just so scared like what the fuck are we scared of Mm. like I always think what like what are we what are you scared of Mm.
1: well I guess it's I feel like sometimes the pleasure you know in those like moments of passion that's like people see who you truly are Mm. like the your face your expressions your your body the way it moves like it's a very personal thing which brings us back to the whole one night stand thing and not being comfortable enough to probably orgasm anyway because it's a one night stand like it's about being comfortable with the person enough to really express that and if you don't feel comfortable enough to express that then there's obviously maybe some conversations that you need to have or you need to reassess where your relationships are if if they're the kind of person you can take it further with how they accept themselves mm. how they accept you if they make you feel completely whole and you're allowed to be vulnerable they hold space for you 100%
0: and i think it's one of those things it's like just knowing who you're in a relationship with i think it's coming back to the whole conversation like mm. and i and i'm like 100% one that my long-term relationship was so unconscious like so unconscious, like didn't have a clue what, what, wow like I think about it now, and I'm like, I had no idea what I was doing in sex, let alone mm. what mm. that. I, there's no way I would have said, "What do you like?" Mm. I'd rather stick a pin in my eyeball.
1: Yeah, well, Whereas I had now, a five-year relationship. More sexy
0: than being like, "What is your thing?" Like, mm. tell me, because like, I always think about it now. When you're in a relationship with someone who you're so passionately just like about, you would do like. No girl that's listening would be like, I would say no. Mm. You would do anything. You would lick an asshole. You would fucking, you would do, you would, yep. you would peg them. Would yeah. Do anything. Yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. And like, yeah, it might push you out of your comfort zone, but you would never be like, no.
1: No, because that's what turns them on. And if you love the other person or you don't have to be it can be someone you're dating. You have to don't you don't have to be in love with them, but mm. you respect them and you value them so much that you you want to please them. You want yes. them to feel good and and they should want to do the same. It should 100%. be that mutual. It doesn't matter what you're into. I want you to feel pleasure because you deserve it.
0: It's polarity, right? Mm. And it's like um I was I said a few weeks ago I was like it's literally energy your as your energy vibrates in that sexual intimate relationship their energy vibrates and the higher the higher the higher you get like nothing in that moment matters other than you two and that sensual experience and that's how it should be felt and these external fears are like oh you know and i think as well if you have a fear and it's all it all comes back to intuition right like if Mm -hmm. you're with someone and you have a fear of bringing up the idea of toys And intuitively, you know, it's because he's an asshole and he's insecure and he's gonna say no out of the fear that they're gonna please you more than him, Mm. then that is his own shadow he needs to work through. But if you're fearful just because it's nervy and, you know, how do I have this conversation? Like, I'm like, excited. Nervous, excited versus just plain nervous because you know the response you're gonna get. Like, Mm. listening to your body and also allowing her to guide you through how to have that conversation.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I guess there's a big, a lot of really empowered men embrace their feminine, and a lot of men that like the men that the kind of men you were talking about, they're not really men. I call them like little boys, boys. yeah, Yeah, because they're boys. They're not men, and they're Mm. more wounded masculine, rather than embracing their feminine, wounded masculine. Yeah, embrace your masculine,
0: and that always comes back to like when it comes to this toxic masculinity like so and this is another thing this all comes back full circle like so many young men are ridiculed ridiculed when they're young and sexual experiences right because we do have to like remind ourselves that when we do when we are young and we do lose our virginities nine times out of ten it's a masculine led thing yeah right so when a man um, feminine and a masculine are having sex i know when i lost my virginity i just was totally relying on him knowing what the fuck he was doing starfish
1: club sister starfish
0: club you know (laughs) like and i think now these young boys at the age of like 14 15 16 trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing Mm. like the tiniest bit of emasculation then affects them for those sexual experiences going on so it all comes back full circle it all just comes back to energy communication and openness
1: Vulnerability, yeah. Vulnerability, and
0: like that word in itself around sex, like sex is already vulnerable. Mm. Having to be vulnerable around being vulnerable about fucking vulnerable sex is the most uncomfortable thing ever. Yeah. But I just think if you wanna, if you wanna introduce a toy, I just think communication, lingerie, and like try it on yourself. I think the more excited you are about it, and energy wise, like. I just can't imagine a single guy being like, nah, I don't want to use that.
1: No. Like from me, like have dating, have dated women in my life. Like there's, there's no way if a woman sends me like a, a sexy photo of some lingerie or something like that, or, oh, there's this toy that I want to try. I'd be like, fuck yes. Like, yes. that's amazing. I love that you're thinking of us having sex. Yes. And I love that you're thinking that, yeah, what, what else we can keep it spicy, like bring more stuff into it.
0: Yes. 100%. Mm. So I reckon we dive into this little thing that you just said, how you have dated both female and male, mm-hmm. or, yeah, um, girls and boys. When Men
1: and women. Sorry, men and women. Sorry, <laughs> girls and
0: boys. Um, sounds like school. <laughs> girls and boys. Hands up, please. Um, when you kind of got into the realm of dating women and men, how did you go from those two different sexual experiences?
1: Well, they are completely different. Yeah. Like, sex with a woman, for me, everyone has... like sex differently but it is very different it's a lot more slow and sensual and really breathing and feeling into it and taking a bit more time with things because you have more time because women can have multiple orgasms yes true (laughs) true. um and then with men it's and I guess because I am a woman like you kind of know what feels good and yeah things like that and then with men for me it's Feeling empowered myself. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like women are able to be more vulnerable with other women. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And nothing makes you feel sexier than having sex with a woman. It makes you appreciate your own body, other women's bodies. Like women, every single woman is sexy. Like there's no woman that is not sexy. Mm,
0: Literally. And you said before we came on um, recording, Beck said that. And I found that so empowering. So I was like, as a woman who's only had sex with men, I haven't had a chance to experience that. You know and I think like until you experience that it's kind of like you always feel like you're kind of put on a pedestal of like when you have sex with someone then you just imagine them them thinking of like where you are on their list and it's like you put it all into your head and then you just make it a big mountain out of a molehill
1: Mm, do you know what I mean
0: yeah so when you first started like experiencing women compared to men Mm -hmm. was there different things you liked about both or was it just energy overall? Would you just say it was just energy having sex?
1: Energy. And how, yeah. like, I found it really amazing when the woman felt, I could tell that she felt sexy. Yeah. Like, when a woman feels sexy, there's nothing, you can't even describe it. I'm sure men would agree with me as well. Like, yeah. there's no no words for it when you meet a woman and you she feels sexy and it's just a pull. You just feel so pulled towards her. And then it yeah. makes you feel sexier and yeah. it's just the energy is amazing.
0: Yeah. See, I've never, I haven't had a chance to experience this.
1: I'm not saying if you're straight, you should have sex with a woman. No, yeah. But it's more, I'm just trying to make you appreciate yourself as a woman.
0: 100%. And I think like, you know, me being straight, I think I'm someone who can appreciate a woman like 100%. Like you can appreciate an attractive woman. Mm. And I think my belief is just that gender is fluid. And I yeah. think it's very much energy. And I think you have sex in that moment with who you you're fully attracted to and who you connect with mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think it just comes down to how you feel energy like do you feel comfortable are you attracted do you want to pursue that Like how you actually feel 100 um another question that i got which we'll dive into this one because i think it's really um quite congruent with what we're talking about is how to not worry about what you look like <laughs> and i feel like this is like i reckon i could just take the cake on this because I've I've struggled with body image my whole life up until probably a few months ago where I was just kind of like, you know, it is what it is. But I feel like for me, like I wouldn't even let my first boyfriend see my boobs for months. I would I hated being on top. I hated having sex in the light. Like that was like my whole relationship. Yeah. And I think like what, for the, like, and this is like women every day, you know, in their 30s and their 40s. Like some of you women that reached out We're like married and you still and we still are experiencing this. Mm. And like we have to break this stigma. Mm. It's all in our own head.
1: Well yeah, and especially over the years of dating women and being friends with the boys as well. Like I have a lot of guy mates and and usually the talk between that is like they they love it. Oh the lights were on, like you know, it's like they love it. And there's nothing more empowering than like having the lights on looking in the mirror and seeing yourself have sex. Like it's so amazing. It's so empowering. And I
0: think like how to overcome that. I was thinking about this when we were writing down the questions and I was like looking at all the questions that had been sent in, and I thought, I don't know how I overcome that.
1: Mm. Like I
0: don't know if there is a thing that I did.
1: I think with... Me, like with men and women as well you wouldn't be in bed with them if they weren't attracted to you yeah that's the bottom line yes. is that you're in you're in that point now like you're you're there and they wouldn't you wouldn't be there if they weren't attracted to you yes and it's about feeling sexy like I was saying before there's nothing more sexy than an empowered woman that you can tell she feels sexy Fucking earth. and yeah. to do that like I guess that leads us into like other things which we might talk about a bit later yeah. or, like how to feel sexy yeah um but yeah it's so empowering to just to own it own your sexuality and be like awesome. yes like these these tits they're f- I don't know how long I've had them for yeah. probably 17 years <laughs> but <laughs> but they're mine and I love them and yeah. you know my ass and like my my favorite body part yeah. on a woman is where just from where her butt goes to her thigh that little part in there That's so like so
0: interesting it's like every not nightmare. yeah
1: but girls think like oh it's it's you know, my boobs or my ass or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but for me, it's just like the little, it's the little things. And even like the the hip curve as well, like hips, I think oh, is so, wow. so sexy.
0: And I think that's, it's just, I can't even, it makes me, I'm actually laughing while I'm speaking <laughs> at it. Because I just think like what I think goes through my head sometimes and other women's head, I just think we actually just do it to ourselves. Yeah, 100%. Like I just can't like i literally just can't even cope and i think i've never been in bed with a guy that i've looked at and gone "Mm." exactly personally so i feel like i highly doubt any guy has been in bed with me and gone
1: "Mm, not sure i can guarantee that
0: so it's like do you know (laughs) what i mean like when you think about it and you think like why are we insecure and i understand you know social media Mm. 100 percent. everything comes back to social media right body Mm. image how you're supposed to look and like I spoke about this on my other podcast, don't follow these people that make you feel like the idea of what you should look like is not what you are.
1: That's what I actually did a few years ago, and even I did it with men that had made me not feel valued or respected yes, as well. I no. went through and I just unfollowed anyone that I'd felt that I just I felt bad energy around yeah. and even just a lot of these Insta models and things like that like Everyone's got, what's that, Facetune, everyone's got their apps and everything, there's filters, like it's not real. You can tell when a photo is real because you can actually see lines. Like I'm not overweight or anything like that. But if I sit like this, like I've got
0: like- Yeah, you've got rolls, you've got cellulite. And that's normal.
1: We're a woman, we're meant to have a little bit of extra so that when we carry babies, we're able, like we're meant to have hips so that we can deliver babies. Like hips are the most amazing thing in life for women. Because we wouldn't be a woman without them. And
0: it's this ideal of like, and I think this is the biggest thing that helped me. And I think, you know, I'm a, I'm a curvier girl. I'm not massive by any means, but I'm curvier. I have shape to me. I have cellulite. And I think for me, it just kind, kind of came down to I'm so much more than my body. Oh, 10%. Yes. Like, I think I put so much self-worth in my body for so many years. Like, my body, this vessel was everything. Mm. You know, like... Mm-hmm. I yeah I want to look after myself and I want to feel good in clothes and I want to feel sexy 100% mm. but like my body is just my vessel like it's literally just getting me from A to B mm. like it is not everything about me and having sex I think obviously as I've awakened and become more conscious like that's just the way it is you realize how attractive someone's energy is and how their mind is and I think um, a few weeks ago I spoke on my last podcast about how, how I had a one night stand and it was like I was a whole different person mm. in that experience like Nothing you were empowered. Me. I was empowered. The lights were on. I didn't have a single problem with my body. I was so just like mm. in the moment. I remember calling back being like, something just very strange happened. I was so confused. I was like, oh my God. But our body is just something and I think it comes down to a lot of like, you know, um, Beck's really got me into like sexual embodiment practices and rituals that have allowed me to connect so deep to my body. Like so deeply and allowed me to feel like so fucking sexy just by myself without even sex first.
1: And if you're someone that's listening, that's thinking like, yeah, like I get the theory, but I can't see myself doing that and being becoming empowered. So like the first thing I think you should start with is like self-massage. And I'm not yes. talking about pleasure, self-pleasure. So buy some nice oil or for me, I actually am into essential oils. So I buy the Grove avocado oil from Woolworths yeah. and yeah. then I like make my own little essential oil mix. and then so you use that and you rub it all over your body and you know look at yourself in the mirror and be like I love my breasts I love my hips I love my arms and say it out loud say it say it so many times that you believe it and you will if you say it enough you will believe it you will
0: and I think when Beck first this is actually quite a good story when Beck first mentioned it to me I was like oh my god yeah I'll do that and I (laughs) put it off for so long I bought this oil and I was like yeah <laughs> and then I realised you could use it after the shower and I was like great I'll just do it in the shower when no I, I can't see myself mm. and then I remember one day I was like you know what no, like, no fuck it I'm just gonna do it in front of my mirror and I actually was in my bathroom music and I had this song play it's called Foreplay by Jay J- J- Lana and Sentinel. Bloom by Daya mm. and I was like these are my songs I'm just going to do it and I started so I remember standing in the mirror doing like the little the little box around your head I was like this is so fucking awkward I don't big know fish I.
1: little fish yeah, cardboard box, box big fish little bit cardboard box. box and I was like <laughs>
0: robot robot and I was like this is so awkward and I just had, literally I, the music I just started really slowly I went up my neck and like down my arms and the uncomfortability I felt at first like even touching myself mm. like I think we forgetting about sex forgetting about like toys all that kind of stuff the uncomfortability when you don't know your own body Mm. is Mm -hmm. terrifying when you have to then stand there and like touch yourself and be like i don't actually know you Mm. like you're like a bit foreign you know and how do i expect anyone else to know me
1: or love me or want
0: to connect with me when i don't love know or connect with my own body and i am inside my body
1: Mm. exactly
0: and it was so confronting and from that day I try to do it at least three times a week, and I stand in my mirror, and I have nearly literally had full body orgasms, yeah. and I record myself now on my phone, and I leave it in a little file. I remember messaging back one night, and I was like, <laughs> I'm so hot. I was like, I am a hot bitch, and I have saved these videos, and I was like, if only they were a little bit more PG rated for Instagram, but they're not, and I can't cover my boobs <laughs> and my vagina, because I'm dancing in circles, mm. but... You fully lose yourself. It's like a hypnotic state. Yeah.
1: And you almost think of your body as a portal.
0: Yes. Like
1: a, a goddess portal. So because we are all goddesses yes. and we can all channel that inner goddess within us. And mm-hmm. it's about going with what you feel. And I think like going back to like saying out loud, like, I love my body. I love yeah. my boobs. Like, I love my arms. Like, I love my pussy. I yeah. love my vagina. Like, I love to your my ass. World. Talking to your body. And then... Just doing that like regularly, it changes your mind frame because it's positive affirmations. Like it's yes. it's science it's science.
0: And it makes you like I have found myself, like I get turned on so much quicker now. Mm. By the we like the by the strangest, weirdest little things. Like even like life. Like if I'm feeling really amazing about something or if I'm just like I've had a really good client session and I'm just like, fuck yes. Like i I feel so much more connected with my body that I feel like I just get turned on. So much quicker. Yeah. Like, I feel like my libido is just through the roof now because I know my body and I'm connected with my body. Mm. So, I think for all the women that are out there and they're struggling with this concept of feeling really self confident in your own body and having sex on top and not worrying about what you look like or how you look from the bottom or you know, like I remember having sex and putting a pillow over his head because I didn't want it. He, I know it's fucked. It's actually See that's far. not sexy.
1: That is That's, that's not, not sexy at that's all. Not to a girl that anymore. is insecure is not sexy. Like no. Yeah, it's it's to be empowered is the most is the most sexy. It doesn't matter if you have cellulite, if one boob's bigger than the other, if one looks to the right and one's straight or no. you've got an innie or an outie, like whatever.
0: No. Yes, exactly. And I think that's a massive thing too, like Oh, there's just so much out there of how you should look.
1: Mm. How Porn. Vagina... Porn has ruined Porn. it. Yeah. So but I they all think... get surgery on their vaginas to look like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's – and to be honest, like, when that happens, your pleasure is decreased. So these mm-hmm. women are decreasing their pleasure to please a man. Yeah. Which is super disempowering, and that's not what you want to be. Yeah. You just want to be a... – So it's the reason why – as well, yeah, one hundred big thing too. And
0: I feel like porn. Um, we got a question on here um, when I was doing it about men watching porn, and this is like something that I've been asked quite a few times by women. And I feel like I don't, I don't have a problem with it no, personally. Like, and it's never been something that's ever upset me or triggered me. But one thing I want to touch on really quickly is when you watch porn together. So I never watched porn with my previous partners because I felt it was like a dirty thing to do mm. and I had a weird relationship with it mm. where now it is the thought of it I'm like that'd be fine it wouldn't mm. even bother me now that I'm sexually empowered yeah but it's like that thing about porn and there's and I mean you see it everywhere and you like men watch too much porn and yeah they probably fucking do like it's so widely out there and I think it is really hard because a lot of these women in these porn shows like it's their job and whatever, but they do have a lot to answer for for young women these days who are trying to live mm. to an ideal of that I is know. that is like I watch I sometimes I watch porn and I think
1: that's who not real. That fuck! Can
0: a get in that position
1: and enjoy B, it?
0: And, but you can't have that many no. orgasms in a row that quick. Yeah, and see like not just I I, I watch I watch some times it now but I watch it sometimes and I think. What mm. the fuck was
1: that? Even lesbian porn, though, that is not realistic to how sex mm. with a woman is. Like, I've watched lesbian porn and I'm like, what? Like, wh- how? This? What? Scissoring? What? I, you know, like, it's just. doesn't it work. Yeah, I just don't understand it. And I feel like in porn, back to the like vagina, innie, outie, getting surgery. Yes. Like, within this is within porn. It's all for the man, 100%. which is disempowering. So, it's all about empowering yourself
0: and really any porn that you do see it's always men dominant yeah like
1: always unless you change dominant. your search up a little bit <laughs>
0: exactly unless you're looking for like unless you're looking for a certain thing like, or unless you're watching lesbian porn mm. or whatever and i think the funniest thing is i was reading this the other day this study about you know 78% of women when they watch porn whether they whether they identify as straight by gay whatever 78% of women watch lesbian porn yeah yeah because masculine feminine sex man and woman sex does not turn them on in porn
1: mm. there's nothing sexier than two women it's just yeah well, it, just, it, it just isn't getting on around the color <laughs> that's
0: why like, i can't have this conversation <laughs> but i think it's so like it is just crazy but i think for any woman that is really wanting to dive into that sexual embodiment message sacred lunar soul like speak mm. to beck about it like so much wisdom comes from this woman around that kind of area and i think it's so fucking good Um, we've spoken about a lot. we got lots of questions about how can I become sexually empowered, help um, we spoke about that, kind of just back to the same thing, reconnection Mm. with self, figuring out what you like,
1: self pleasure
0: Um, now this is one that blew my mind and I was, I messaged back and I was like I am shooketh about this we had a message saying I get pain while having sex, like I can't really have penetrative sex, I'm embarrassed and don't know how to talk about it, please help me Mm. and I when I read this I was like what because to me I just can't believe that at school we aren't being taught about things that are actual conditions that many of us women have and I think like what is your take on this when as soon as you listen to like what was your first take on that
1: Mm. well vaginismus that was my first take and people that have been to doctors and things like that and haven't you know they've had their PV exams. They've been sent like guineas and everything like that. And they're like, "Sorry, you know, you've just got to stretch yourself out or whatever." It's like I just can't believe someone's saying that stretch no, yeah. yourself. I just it's it's and 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 for I I I know this sexologist and she recently uh, mentioned to me because we have lots of talks about sex because that's I love it. I'm all yeah. about that. Um, and she actually mentioned that it takes a woman 40 minutes of being horny foreplay. Non-penetrative sex to get that fuck yes, I'm horny, I want to have sex. Fuck yes. From her vagina. For your vagina to get to that point of saying yes... It That's takes 40 just, minutes.
0: In, and it takes a guy, what, 0.2 seconds? Yeah. Like, you look at them a, and they're ready. A text
1: message or a word or yeah. whatever, yeah.
0: Literally, you look at them across Woolies at the fruit aisle mm. and they're ready
1: to go. Hold grow. a banana in your hand. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> get an eggplant. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, she's the girl. <laughs> and I think when I when I read this, I was just like, Vaginism is like, why is this not a topic at school? Why aren't we taught about this? Like, And I was thinking back to, you know, being at school and sex education was pathetic. It was oh horrible. It, I don't even remember what, I think mine, we all sat in a big circle and they gave us a condom and a pad and that was literally it.
1: I went to an Anglican school, so we didn't actually
0: oh, learn about it. It mm. it actually stresses me, but I think, you know, and I've had so many of my friends have this same thing. So I think a really beautiful way, and I had this young girl and it, oh my god, my heart broke and she was just saying that she didn't understand and what's wrong with her and she felt like something mm. was wrong with her. I just want to quickly reiterate that if you are having issues like this, whether it be you can't have penetrative sex, maybe you aren't getting wet, maybe, you know, you aren't turned on with your partner, these are all, every. you're not alone. Mm. You're never the only person having this one experience. So reach out to people that can help you and advise you, you know. Definitely. When it comes to vaginismus, it's all a mental game, right? Mm. I've never had it, so I can't personally comment on it. But the women that I've spoken to, you know, there are such amazing tools out there to help conquer or make it a little bit easier Mm. you know there is nothing wrong with you and i've had sex with people who it just hasn't worked like it hasn't worked i've not vibed i my body has rejected it like i've had sex sometimes where my body has actually been like you are not coming in here yeah like i don't want to have sex with you i don't i don't want to play this game
1: um so there's a woman that i follow on tiktok And I think her username is Sassy Red. Yes, I use TikTok. I don't upload videos, but I just watch stuff. I upload Um, videos. Yay! (laughs) Um, And she was basically saying that if you have a younger and tight pelvic floor or just a tight pelvic floor or vaginismus, when you're sexually aroused, if you are at the right arousal rate, and men should probably listen to this as well, but when they're fingering you, you should almost be able to suck them in. I know that sounds really weird, but you should go and look at her videos. It's sassy underscore sassy red underscore on TikTok. And I'm sure she's got other channels and things like that, but she's very educational and professional. And she's got so many tools for vaginismus, tight, tight pelvic floor and things like that. For Even women that can't insert tampons. Yeah.
0: Oh, 100%. And, you know, there are such beautiful things like yoni eggs and like, We talk about this all the time. I've got my
1: yoni egg in right now. Literally.
0: And like (laughs) I have one and I have – there's a beautiful woman called Rosie on Instagram, Mm. Rosie Reeves. The Pleasure
1: Palace she's from, yeah. Pleasure
0: Palace. And you sent me – that's how I got into her. So, Mm. Beck sent me one of her podcasts. I then sent it to all of my friends and my friends and their friends and sisters Mm. have all gotten yoni eggs. And it's just another tool. And like I like to think of them as tools, another tool of Mm. self-connection, another portal to – See if that is your way of self-connection, you know? Mm. And the idea behind them is to have a beautiful piece of goddessness inside you to work with your muscles, work with your body. And for someone who struggles with penetrative sex, also I want to point out, it's not the only way to have sex. Mm. There are so many forms of sex in bunny ears, like quotation marks. Mm -hmm. And I think... You just have to remember that nothing is wrong with you and there is a different line for everyone. There's a different path. You can always do something around or change the way you go
1: about it. Mm. And the whole thing with the yoni eggs as well, and there is actually a podcast on it. I can't remember. We'll link it below. We'll we'll link it. Mm. Um, But they talk about the five different types of orgasm that females can have. So if you're a female that just has clitoral orgasms or... You've never had an orgasm or you can only orgasm from your G-spot or things like that. Like there's so many different types that you can try and that's what the yoni egg does. It helps to use, work those muscles to help your vagina actually be able to have all those different types of orgasm. Yeah.
0: And I think also one thing um, that I wanted to touch on this because I just had a friend it just came to my mind. So I was like, I've got to mention it before I forget. Is that just because a man comes doesn't mean sex has to be over. mm Now, this is a big stigma that I think I find with so many women that I speak to is that, and for me, as well in the past, you know, like having sex, being quite young, it always just tends to be, you know, you have sex and sex is over. And a lot of men don't realize that you want, that you Mm. still want to, like, you know, still have that connection. And so many men who have finished or come or whatever it is, are more than
1: happy to continue sexual experience after they have their time to just enjoy their orgasm because it's actually a chemical in men's brains so if a guy doesn't hug you after you have sex there is literally that's a chemical response in their brain that is happening after they have sex like they don't want to be held you give them like a minute or two and then they'll be all for the hug yeah but for them to like enjoy the experience yeah. I remember reading that years and years ago and I was like that's so interesting so like I didn't realise and and from now I just respect their space yeah. you're obviously still intimate you can put your hand on them but it's that whole you know some women will like jump all over them and know. you know and smother them and it's like well let them have their experience because yeah. to be honest when I'm coming I don't want someone no, right on top me, of me no don't me no. Yeah, no, me no yeah no, no. so it's respecting that space as well and then yeah. they re- then they can you know you can flip back over and then they can yeah. pleasure you and
0: asking I think we forget to ask like Use your words. Like, that is also the most sexiest thing when someone tells you what they want. Mm. Like, tell someone what you want. And you know what? I read this in the other day. If you're not comfortable with someone saying to someone, I like this, move your body in a way that determines what's going to happen
1: or moan make noises and I know what women you like okay to me from being with women there's nothing more it makes you feel confused when they don't say anything or they make no noise they make no noise and you're just like oh. are you liking this like do you do like is this okay yeah. like how do I know how do I know if you don't like it because if you don't I want you to tell me
0: yes and then you do, I, I had a, a, a um a sexual experience with someone for a few weeks and I was like Do you even make a noise? Mm. And he was like, Oh, I just don't, I just don't make noise. And I was like, No, not Mm. compatible. Immediate non-compatibility. Because you want a
1: man to grab you and be like, oh yeah, yeah, like that's good. Like being masculine. I like
0: this, and I was like, what is going on here? Mm. And I think the multiple orgasm thing is like we'll check in when I've had multiple orgasm guys. We'll Mm. do another one in a few (laughs) months' time when I've experienced it. But I think it's just such a fucking mental game. Yeah. And I can feel it in the moment. I'm like, fuck, I'm wigging myself out. And then Mm. you wig yourself out and it doesn't happen. Mm. And I just think like that's what's always made me think about like women and women relationships compared to women and men Mm. because there isn't this stigma of like they've finished and that's it. Yeah. You know, it's a continuum until you're both like at a satisfied level.
1: Yeah, well, something I've also read is about if you are struggling to orgasm, especially if a guy's going down on you and you've got like that tension orgasm feeling where you feel like you could lose it any second, forget about the guy Think about your vagina yeah don't think about the guy think about your clitoris think about what's got like don't think about what they're doing but think about how good it feels and in your mind just imagine your clit your vagina imagine how amazing it feels and you yeah. will you will come and zone out i think zoning out of them and allowing allowing the, uh, you know giving
0: yourself permission to be fully embodied in your in the own, moment in the moment own moment like mm. allowing yourself to be like you know what fuck this i'm zoning out you're not even really here Mm. and taking control and allowing that like giving your body permission to do whatever the fuck it's meant to do we were brought to this earth and we were like our body it's like childbirth right our bodies were created to have this orgasm Mm. our bodies were literally created to give birth they know what the fuck they're doing. Just let yeah. them do it. There's
1: no other reason why the clitoris exists. No, than literally. to provide pleasure. What
0: does it have? Like so how many thousands of oh, nerves? Oh, I
1: don't even know. I but can't remember the word. Way more than a man's yeah, tip of his penis. Yeah, And it's
0: like, you know, they have an orgasm nine times out of t- every single sexual experience. Mm. That's a massive one. Also another um, really important question is, I married the love of my life, but feeling horny doesn't come naturally for me. What's wrong with me?
1: Well, I think in this situation, you're with the love of your life, so you're already happy and comfortable to feel vulnerable, I'm yeah. assuming. Um, it's about thinking about separately, not just about them, but what makes you horny. Yes. Because I find a lot of women, they struggle. This comes to like random, not random sex, but if you're like dating someone and you're having sex, but... How do you please yourself? And when you when you self-pleasure, like, what is it like? Is it soft and sensual? And then do you have sex and it's a little bit more aggressive and, and rough? Because if that's not what you're used to, you're not going to be able to come. Yes. So that's important. And I also think it's all about having honest conversations too. Um, about what turns you on. Because mm-hmm. if you're with someone or even just saying, oh, I read this article and there's this new technique apparently that's yes. really good and should we try it? Like yes. doing something like that to bring them into it as well. Or, hey, look at this article. Like, can we try this? Yeah. Like, I love I love it when you... And reinforcing when they're doing oh, something that you like too. Positive reinforcement. Yeah, so say, yes, that's so good. Like, I love it when you do that. I love it when you touch me like yeah. that. Um, and then... Back to the moaning. Like, if they're yeah. doing something
0: that you like, I... Read this thing actually recently about when a man is going down on a woman, for a man to know if you like it, like they have to have touch. Mm. So like touching their head or touching their shoulders in that moment, allowing them to know that you're enjoying that intimate experience. Mm. Because many men don't know if you're even liking
1: it. Well, a lot of guys are not great at finding the clitoris, you know, as God love them. But, and it's hard, like from. And because every vagina is so, so different. different too. Yeah. So it's just about re- positive reinforcement, 100%. Yeah. Like that's definitely it. And also within the relationship context, if you're in a loving, doting relationship, there's this really good book and it's called Eight Dates. um We'll maybe link it. Yeah, we can link it below. Link it below. But basically, it's about there's eight different dates, which is eight conversations that you should have with your loved one who you're. You know who you're going to marry or even just someone you're dating really and they've got question prompts they have um so like the one about sex they have one about trust one about marriage sex spirituality uh i can't think of the others but you can look it up Mm. and there's basically guided questions so you have a question about money you go to a really nice restaurant and you you spend you know your money and you you ask all these questions about your finances and then the one about sex you obviously have in the bedroom or somewhere where you feel sexy and then there's lots of questions that ask about what you like what what do what do you like that I already do or like what yes. do you want to try that we haven't and the, when the conversation's not going the way you like they also have prompts and things to say for that
0: yeah right. so it's
1: amazing eight dates it's called eight dates we'll link it below that sounds like a fucking powerhouse. Mm.
0: And um oh it just slipped my mind while I was just about to say that it's gotta be the most annoying fucking thing. I was just like, <laughs> don't forget, it just triggered my mind. Eight days, Oh trust. Yes. I want I wanna hear your opinion on this because I have a very differing opinion. I was reading something the other day about how you shouldn't have conversations about sex in the bedroom. And mm. if you've had so make it you've just had sex and you're laying there conversations like if you're going to critique them or give advice shouldn't be in the bedroom
1: I feel like it if it's in the bedroom it should be in the moment yeah because you should be honest and communicating so say I love it when you do that or or saying even so like sometimes if you say yes that feels good a guy will all of a sudden go faster and it's like no I said yes that feels good because I want you to keep doing exactly that yeah so it's just about communicating that and I think when you're in the throes of pleasure men are less likely to take it to heart and you don't yes. want to have sex and then have a conversation. It's like a, a game a football game you're not going to be like oh well you played really well there and then you you fucked up. You know, and then you you know you let the team down on that one yeah. there, but you just
0: I think it's really important to and I guess that's my opinion, like my opinion mm. is that it should be a conversation immediate in that message. Like it should sorry, in that um like in that intimate experience, like it mm. should be an intimate conversation mm. there and then.
1: Yeah, and, and then should, less they shouldn't should feel criticised as well. No. So it, it comes back to that positive enforcement. If you say a lot of positive enforcement to a man in bed, he's not going to think about that. He's going to take on the negative, but it's not going to make him feel less of a man. Yes,
0: 100%. And I think, you know, we, we I think we forget, like men are just as sensitive as us. Mm. Masculine men, 100%, that can be in touch with their feminine, 100% mm. still feel criticism or critique the way Mm. we do
1: and I guess yeah think about how we would feel if that happened like 100%
0: I think for this beautiful woman who is in is struggling to feel um turned on in this relationship I think another massive piece of advice is like we said re it all comes back to reconnect with yourself Mm. like I am telling you if you connect with yourself and turn yourself on you don't even need a man to turn you on. No. So you won't even have to Get worry to that about point. your husband turning you on. You're so turned on by yourself, mm. it doesn't even matter.
1: And also maybe fear might be also something because you're maybe scared that what, what turns you on won't turn him on yes. or is, is taboo or something like that. But like nothing in the bedroom is taboo. Nah. Like some people nothing. like feet in their mouth. Some people like butt plugs. Like as yeah. we said before, like people, some people like pegging their boyfriends. Like yeah. it's, pegging is if you don't know when you wear a strap on and then you fuck your boyfriend. Yeah,
0: literally. <laughs> Which a lot
1: of guys... Love. Are, love. They're Lots really into it. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Prostate, I. buy the prostate stimulator, give them head. Like, there's so much you can do.
0: Literally. And I think it's just, you know, I think, not that I'm a massively experienced sexual person, but I think over my experiences, it's just about safety. Like, if you feel mm. safe and you're comfortable, you can do literally anything.
1: Holding space for each other. 100%. Yeah.
0: And I think things, like, I got a few questions about, like, sex on your period and anal sex and all of that kind of stuff. And I think at the end of the day, if you're asking a question about it, you're not with the right person to do it.
1: Yeah, yep. Or you're not comfortable enough talking to them. But then that also goes what you mentioned before, the start.
0: And I think, you know, there is no rules, right? There is literally not a single rule around Mm -mm. sex. You can have sex with whomever you want, however you want, Whenever, in you dynamic, want. whenever you want, as long as it all comes back to your self empowerment and you and self respect and
1: not hurting anyone else too, one hundred percent, like not hurting other people, yeah, one hundred percent, feelings and things like that. Um,
0: a massive one we're going to finish on, and this can be a little bit more of a touchy subject at the end, and it's obviously something that I think I think every woman that I've spoken to, especially on this platform, all have this exact same issue. We we all hold trauma in our room, mm. and when we say the word trauma. I, I'm not meaning like, you know, you're... There's a scale. Yeah, there's a scale of trauma. Like there's a scale of vibration. You know, obviously, at, at the bottom scale, it can be anything. It can be a word. It can be a comment from school. It can be someone saying like, oh, no, I don't like your boobs one time. Mm. I don't like this about you. And then obviously, the other scale is sexual abuse or any kind of violence, physical, sexual, sexual anything violence, like that.
1: yeah.
0: And obviously, depending on where you sit on that scale, this is all very dependent. So take it with a grain of salt. But um, I had mm. so many questions is how to heal the room space after years of neglect from sensuality and self Mm. and when it came to this i just thought uh, my biggest thing is like for me it was time Mm. time and awareness and self-awareness self-awareness yeah and realizing how my and this is quite funny i think we're not funny but i really started to look back and reflect on how I was showing up in sexual relationships and intimacy and how I think and how I thought that related back to my previous experiences Mm -hmm. and what trauma I was holding on to and what self-limiting beliefs because our yoni is like our portal, right? Mm -hmm. And that holds everything. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think it's like... Gives life. Yeah, gives life. And I think you know more about this than me but how we like, you know, like... Dearmoring, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so dearmoring is a really good thing. I don't, Millie and I both have the serpent because all females have some kind of trauma and we all hold it in our womb space. It's just, it, it's, it's where we hold our trauma. Um, I think there's a lot of womb healing meditations that we yeah. can also probably link a couple. Yeah, we can
0: link them below. Yeah, yeah,
1: which are really good. I think being in touch with your cycle as well, your menstrual cycle. Oh, yes,
0: go into this because you're into you're super into this and I've only just started.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm so in tune with my cycle now that I know which ovary my egg drops from. Like, it's... I,
0: I just can't... <laughs> the other day, I went over and Beck goes, oh, I lo- lost an egg from my left side. I just and dropped I like, an egg. What? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I just can't, like, I like envy that. Like that is the most beautiful connection with body. Like, oh, how fucking divine. It's like that sex is.
1: magic, really. Literally. Like Annie Felice, I think her name is. I think she's um, priest, pas- priestess of passion on Instagram. So she actually has a, a mu- whole month where you do specific meditations for where you are in your menstrual cycle. Yeah. And I know this might not apply for some um, feminine identifying people as yeah. well, um, but it's more just about being in touch with your body. And if you if you do menstruate, yeah, then it's about using your period as your power so yes. when we get our period we are so much more intuitive we actually perform better in sport yeah. like there's so many amazing things about being i love being a woman yeah like it's so amazing Same. like,
0: it's like the biggest power
1: yeah the like yeah we bleed once a month but that's so powerful it's mm-hmm. a big release you can release you know all your emotions built up things that you've got yes. in your body and it's just it's very therapeutic and i do specific meditations depending on which part of the cycle i'm in yeah i'm um, not persistent with it like i'll probably do one 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 or two a week
0: but that's reality yeah but that's reality and then
1: yeah just and i've actually linked up with the moon now so i usually on the new moon is when i menstruate now which is that is just crazy and i Mm. and i
0: think like you know for years i hated my period now i was so disconnected to it i remember being on the pill and skipping it just constantly i used to constantly Mm. skip it like constantly constantly and now, I couldn't think of anything worse than being on the pill. And that's fine if you are and with the marina, that's totally fine. I'm on nothing personally. Mm. I'm not having regular intimate sex, so I don't have to worry about being mm. pregnant. And obviously, if I was having regular, very regular sex, I would do something. Yeah, But I feel like my period now is such a powerful four or five days. And it sounds ridiculous, but I feel like my period time, those four or five days are time for me, myself, and I. Hermit time. Hermit time. And mm. I'm so self-connected. And I just know that my body is going through this cycle and this experience of release. And I, I and it's so funny. I feel myself now disattached from my body. Mm. And it's like I hold space for my body. Mm. In that moment, I feel like I step away and I'm like I'm holding space for my body right now. Whatever's coming up is coming up. She needs to release it. She needs to talk. And it's a time where I feel like, so much communication happens between you and your body.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. And back to like sex with your period. Like yes. I, I personally don't only no, I mean because enough. that's my hermit time. I like to go inside. Yeah. I like to really feel like a woman, and you know, do lots of breast massage and things mm. like that. Hey, still self pleasure if you feel like it. Yeah. Um. And but there's nothing wrong if you have sex on your period. I have yeah. had experiences with men where they, they don't care. No. They, they don't, no. you know, I've had boyfriends that are like, no, nope, just put a towel down or let's go to the yeah. shower or something. So I think it's how you me, feel.
0: Yeah, and it's your body. Like a lot of women and look, a lot of women on Instagram, people like period coaches and all that kind of stuff say that you're not supposed to have any symptoms with sex. Mm. But I actually think symptoms aren't necessarily bad. Like I've mm. read so much recently about how you shouldn't have pain and you shouldn't have cramps and you shouldn't have this. And it's like, well... Your body is doing a natural thing. Your mm. body is producing an egg and dropping it. It is yeah. getting your body is getting ready for childbirth. You should have some feeling. Yeah. Not saying that your like my periods aren't horrifically painful. Like, by any means. So I feel like when I'm saying this, obviously within reason, like not my and endo, endo- yeah. pain or PCOS, and I understand that. But, and I feel like with this experience, I probably couldn't personally have sex in my period because I actually get quite like my actual vagina area is tender
1: yeah like i feel
0: like she's in such a sacral stage in those four days she's like a little like a little clam and she just n- needs to be like nurtured
1: yeah because yeah. she's sensitive it's all about nurturing and,
0: and i feel like she just needs those five mm. days of just like pure connection
1: even no heavy exercise like no. you know not doing much masculine embrace your feminine in that time yes. so instead of doing your hit workouts do some yin yoga or you know do some feminine dancing like in the mirror oh. with your you know, put your cup in, get naked, menstrual cup, yeah. and then just like dance and move your body like a woman. Who cares what it looks like? No one yes. is looking. Close your eyes and just move with how you feel. Yes. And yeah, embrace the feminine rather than doing those masculine things you normally yeah. would.
0: And I just had to step into this. And I said to Beck for months, I'm to quit the gym, i want to quit the gym. Didn't do it. And only recently I've done it. And you just feel so much more in tune with not feeling guilty about not doing things. Like you just mm. do things
1: when you want mm. to do them. Also touching on the period thing, um, I have a really good friend that didn't get her period for a few years, mm. just for whatever reason. She was actually doing a lot of masculine exercise. Yeah. So she was doing a lot of hip workouts, um, running all the time, like running every day. Yeah. And then I said to her, babe, just stop. Embrace your feminine. Start doing your breast massage. She bought herself a vibrator. like yeah. Doing all of that, lo and behold, Got now her period. period comes every month.
0: It's like clockwork, hey? It's yeah. like fucking clockwork. And I think... Obviously, this is the shit that we should be taught in school. Like, yeah. I find myself so passionate about, like, children's sex education and, like, teenage sex education because mm. I feel like this is where these questions are stemmed from, right? Like, this is where everything... This is where our downfall happens. And, mm. um, you know, I feel like the age group of parents that we grew up with, it, it wasn't a conversation. No. Will it be a conversation with m- most of our age group? I really hope so. I really hope that stigma has changed around sex. Mm. And I think... I talk to my mum and I think... It's
1: uh, sex is a whole different ball game now. Mm. Like
0: sex is so much an equal playing field now. Yeah. And it wasn't that for so many years. That
1: was the patriarchal society yeah. that we lived in, and we've now gone into a much more Aquarius age, which yes. is astrology. But that's for a different podcast. That's <laughs> a whole different. Body.
0: <laughs> but I think it's so so fucking powerful. Um, one question I just want to finish on, and this is something that um, I just want to ask personally. If you could go back to little Beck a few years ago or someone who was struggling having sex or feeling super unempowered, what would be a few words of advice that you would give them?
1: Love yourself first. Boom. Mm.
0: That's like power in itself. Yeah. Love yourself first. And
1: give everything to yourself.
0: Yeah. Fuck, that's like so powerful. You know, and you're just like, I just yeah. Yeah. I think um my piece of advice what well, my piece of advice would be if I had to go back to little Millie. Would just be do what feels right mm. and stop giving a fuck. Mm. Stop giving so much of a fuck about what everyone else thinks.
1: Do it for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do what feels right. Like do whatever feels right in that moment. Mm. And I think like now that we're old, like now that I'm older, I really feel myself. I'm so much more in tune, and I just go with flow. And when mm. you go with flow, it just works out the way it's supposed to be because it's divine.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's meant to be like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of Women that might feel the pressure to have sex because their friends are or something. But if you Uh. don't resonate with that, like you don't have to. Like I wish I had have had sex later.
0: Yeah. But
1: I I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it back because that's what happened and I wouldn't be who I am now. If that hadn't have happened. But if I was a young woman that was still a virgin and was feeling pressure from anyone to have sex and you didn't feel within yourself like it was a fuck yes that you wanted to, don't do it. Fuck no. Yeah, just don't. No. There's no, just do it when you're ready. There's no, it's not a game. Like, there's, it's not a race. No. It's not a game. It's it's you and it's your yoni and yeah. it's sacred.
0: And it's energy. Like, I think mm. remembering, like, a really powerful thing to end on is remembering that every sexual encounter you have, doesn't matter if it's a one-night stand, doesn't matter if you're blackout drunk, doesn't matter anything, that person, part of their DNA stays with you for the rest of of Mm. your life it's an energy
1: exchange energy
0: exchange and it's really powerful to remember when you are choosing to engage in that energy that that is what it is for the rest of your life and Mm. you hold a part of them for the rest of your life
1: yeah definitely and it's super
0: empower. it's just like super empowering when you decide to show up as an empowered feminine and learn and in saying all of this guys i just want to quickly point out that it takes it takes time and it takes effort and it takes like self-regulation and uncomfortability and things don't happen overnight mm. but one thing at a time one foot in front of each other another researching a little bit more listening a little bit more reaching out to people this is how you're going to educate yourself around this kind of thing
1: yeah 100 talking to your friends too like if you've got yeah. um, well, pick your friends obviously some friends aren't there for your they don't have your best interests no but you have those friends and you know who they are yeah. that love you for you be open because that's what us women need to do we need to empower each other yes. and have no judgment like oh yeah you had sex with him amazing like i hope you had a really good time i hope you felt yeah. empowered not i hope you had a great route it's like i hope you felt really empowered and In that it made room, you yeah. feel really amazing rather than judgment or oh did you fuck him oh that the, oh yeah no which i'm guilt i'm guilty of saying that yeah. not not did you fuck him but just calling it fuck yeah, yeah. um which now i've i'm Eating my words a little bit over the last few years because yeah. now it's I don't I don't talk about it like that. You don't
0: like it now. Yeah, way. it's just and you know what, guys, another thing, just remember that life is just growth. Everything is growth. Mm. Everything happens at the right time. You will grow. You will change. Your sexual experiences will grow. Your sexual partners will grow. Everything will change, and that's totally fine. Mm. I think that is the end of our beautiful podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. There'll be so many more podcasts like this, guys. If you have any extra questions or you want to dive deeper, I'll tag all of Beck's stuff below places where you can go and contact her if you've vibed with her and you want to get a little bit more connection or conversation um and we'll tag everything below the books the podcast yoni eggs serpents everything um and thanks so much for being here thanks for allowing us to hold space for you in this topic
1: thank you for having me my first podcast you're so welcome i'm so <laughs>
0: grateful all right beautiful women have the best week ever and i'm spending you so much love and light mm-hmm. bye